Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is the long game, why you might want to consider playing it. Let's do this. Hello friends, I'm Natasha Chandel, you're listening to Kinda Dating. Hey. If you liked today's episode, remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it, and please leave us a five-star review. We love to read them, and uh, I will shout you out onto the show and our socials. You guys know I do that. Um, also, follow us on socials. We're at Kind of Dating on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I'm Natasha Chandel on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Whew, done. Now. I have an awesome guest here today. She is an international celebrity dating and empowerment coach, also a flirting and communication expert, and a television personality seen on E's famously single, FYI's Love Bites, the list fucking goes on, it doesn't end for Laurel House. Hi. Hi. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, you've done everything. <laughs> I've done a lot. Yes. I want to know by the end of this if I'm communicating well enough. It's, you know, it's tricky and it's the biggest problem in dating actually. Right? I know. communication, which is amazing. Everyone else, everyone comes to me and they're like, why, what am I doing wrong? I'm so perfect. Every single person struggles with communicating their needs. And that's the fundamental part of any relationship. I know. Any relationship. Yeah. It's not just about dating and love. It's about friendships and parents and business and Mm -hmm. everything. It's so true. Yeah. So do you mind if I ask? We ask every guest, single or no relationship. I'm married. Oh, hey, girl. Okay. 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 So you did this right. You know what you're doing. Actually, not only am I married, but I got married in October, and my husband proposed on our fifth date. It was a make or break vacation date. I did. What you my... did the vacation date? Yeah, that is the make or break vacation date. I is just had a guy ask me on essential. like a vacation, and I was like, "Well, um, it's strategic, also though. It needs to be very, very specifically done." So I applied every single method on him, and. You know, it worked. It worked. <laughs> so you knew, so, like, in the beginning, like, that was it? Like, well, you to get... uh, no, our first date was uh, fine. Mm-hmm. It was okay. And then he horribly fucked up after the first date. Wow. I allowed him to apologize to me for several hours and convince me to go on the second date, which I did. The second date, I broke it all down to him and basically... Um, made him be very vulnerable. We were both totally transparent. And on that second date, decided to go on the make or break. But the make or break is the fifth date. So he had to commit to not dating anyone else. 
and going on three more dates or two more dates so that our fifth was the make or break. And then he proposed to you? We got a little bit way too drunk <laughs> and we were at what Mastro's and at, in Laguna. We went to the um, Ritz-Carlton Laguna and... I don't know how the top. We don't realize. We don't remember how the topic came up. We're always <laughs> that's talking how like, drunk how you were. It's happened that we're married now. <laughs> but some one of us decided we should get married. That's a good idea. Then I decided I should call my mom and tell her I'm getting married, and she was like, <laughs> like who? I mean, who to who? And then we tried to convince our Uber driver, who had revealed in the car that he was a minister, to pull over and marry us, and. Oh, like, my, oh my God. God. This is like... And he refused. Thank God. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to marry drunk people, and I don't have my book or whatever you need. Yeah, know. yeah. So we get back to the hotel, and I'm barely able to walk. And we get in bed. I wake up. My dress is on, but ripped, which was weird. Underwear on. like. So I woke up and looked at myself and was like, Did, what happened? Did we fight? And then I remembered, we're getting married? And I sort of looked at him and was like, do you remember this conversation we had? Is this, are we still doing that? <laughs> okay, so you didn't we're elope still... that night. No, I was like, oh. like, we still good for that? Mm-hmm. And he said, I, I guess, let's do it. So we went and got a ring. And then that day, and then we went to another hotel. He got on his knee and proposed. And then I had to rush home because my son was being dropped off, who was two at the time, by his dad. <laughs> and I just barely made it in time. So... And so, so you guys got married then. And we got married uh, or did you three wait? months later. Okay, I was yeah. like, we decided we should take a little time to get to know each other. Yeah, <laughs> that seems reasonable. Yeah. And it's working out. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is one. And he has three children. I have crazy one, story. So it's been a, a, a nice a joint family. Massive change. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Okay. So, so my strategy works is what I'm saying. It definitely works. <laughs> though I will say you did not play the long game. Well, no, I did. Did you? Okay. In that I was very strategic. Yes. I knew I was dating for the purpose of to be in a commitment committed monogamous relationship yes. there are three dating purposes so long game for me yes means that's what i want to know yes i yes. want to know what we're talking about okay. when we say the long game so there are three types of relationships mm-hmm. or three d- dating purposes the mm-hmm. first is fun which is like have a good time you hook really up cash yeah whatever no emotion mm-hmm. the second is to expand and explore yourself mm-hmm. so you might date people who you're not used to dating got um, it. very different types because you want to learn more about you the world whatever mm-hmm. no emotional attachment and then the third is to be in a committed monogamous relationship. The problem is that oftentimes people have one dating purpose and another dating style. Mm. And that's a huge problem in dating. They want a relationship. They date in the style of fun. Mm. And that's why they're like, people just look at me as someone who's fun. And like, and they commit to the next person. Well, because you were dating in the style of yeah. fun. You weren't communicating your needs from go. Yeah. So for me, knowing that my goal and my dating purpose was to be in a committed monogamous relationship before my first date there was there's a ton of pre-qualifying that happens before you go on a date and before my first date with my husband knowing that he has three children I you know this is what I'm looking for I'm mm-hmm. looking to get married I'm looking to have another child I'm not waiting forever I'm 39 I was 39 at the time god damn, um, girl, and this hot. is you know what I want and mm-hmm. If you're not on the same page, that's okay. I'm not saying I want to marry you. I'm just saying that this is where, what I'm looking for. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'm on the same page. And then every conversation was very focused, mm-hmm. asking specific strategic questions. Mm-hmm. I always say specific and strategic because that's mm-hmm. what dating is. Yeah. 
and then Which people, extracting yeah. more information than you would normally extract on yeah. any date. So yeah. that's the long game strategy. Okay. Okay, so you're talking <laughs> long, long game, answer. like, <laughs> like, okay. So I think in that in that case, I am more of a like. It's funny because I think like I am looking for a committed relationship, but I think my style might be exploration. How so? Because uh, I, I tend to date people that are completely different from each other, okay. like every that, single that's time. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Every single person I've dated has been very different from the last like, person. Really, like the, totally. it, my friends are just like, "What the fuck?" Like yes. you, like, the your, complete opposite. And I'm like, I'm just trying to discover. Like I don't, you know. But but there has to be something. But now that I'm at connects. a point. Yes. Now I'm a hundred percent like. In the last couple of years, I've only been at a point that I don't date anybody unless it has a potential to be a real relationship. Okay, okay. And now, like, even more, I just got out of the last one, and a couple guys have been asking me out, and and I'm very, like, I'm not even going to explore this until I feel completely sure that this is not somebody else trying to have fun on my behalf and right. it's like a real thing well that's why you need to have i mean it's the talk the talk but yeah. it's also just it's just being honest yeah it's yeah, like, yeah you know it's yeah. like if you go on a job interview mm-hmm. and you're like do you want a job for one day or yeah. are you looking for a career mm-hmm. it's it's a normal question to yeah. ask i always say do you want to get married and do you want to have kids on the first day yeah. again i don't want to marry mm-hmm. you or have kids with you necessarily but i'm interested to find out if i'm interested and that's the right. attitude that you need to have i'm interested to see if i'm interested if you're interested to see if you're interested then you're going to ask more real questions because mm-hmm. there's no fear there i'm interested to see if i'm interested yeah. and i'm not going to know if i'm interested until i get some more information so i'm yeah. interested to get that information so i can decide if i'm interested makes sense (laughs) and so you're saying the long game is like so it's the purpose of a committed monogamous relationship and i think that is where um the description of it's a marathon not a sprint kind of comes in where it's like the fun if you're in the if you're in the zone of fun just hook up whatever that's the sprint you're just like in it in and out bang yes done yes. simple whatever but if you're really into and want a real meaningful relationship you might even um what do you think about like you're laying the groundwork for like something to work out that's more long lasting and it, it yes. takes a little What's more time difficult about the marathon is that that might seem like it's going to be a forever year before yeah yeah it yeah. yeah whereas if you think about it differently mm-hmm. if you look at a marathoner and you, my, my husband runs marathons yeah and he has to train mm-hmm. it's not just i'm gonna run a marathon today that's it there is it's a commitment to the yes. commitment yeah you decide that you're going to run a marathon, and now you're committed to that commitment. Mm-hmm. And you, if if you are into it, and then you train, and you yes. change your body, and you change your habits, and you change your lifestyle, yes. and all of these happen because you're running the marathon. The marathon is the enduring. Yes. So that's like what the relationship yeah. is. You're getting into something that's long lasting. It doesn't mean that you have to run the marathon before you get engaged. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But it's also like you know, a, a sort of approaching it in like for the job you want. Example. You yes. know, if you're if you want a certain career or a certain job or whatever you're doing things that set you up to get that position in the future like for me when I moved to you know I'm Canadian and when I first moved here um 
uh, I had interned at MTV and my goal was uh, I'm going to move to New York and work for MTV. And I had to do certain things yes. that led me up to be able to do that. Yeah. And um, sometimes those are shit and jobs. It took, yeah, and you're a PA. Yeah, you exactly. You are working for yeah. zero. But People it's even things like, like getting a visa, right. getting myself yes. to a place that yeah. made me employable. Yeah, get, getting the experience I needed so yeah. that by the time that position was available, they would be like, yes, you're that's the one exactly. we want. And that's why some people are like, well, I don't, dating is so hard. It's like a job. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. You have to set yourself up into yeah. the correct position in order to find the right mm-hmm. person. And it can take a long fucking time. Yeah. And if you're just like, I'm just going to dabble. Well, you're just going to dabble to try and get a job. Yeah. Like, I'll just wait until someone knocks on my door and offers me a position at this law firm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Not happening. Not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's so like we know that the the obvious pros to playing the long game are like you're going to be in a meaningful, committed, monogamous relationship. Yes. You are potentially, hopefully, going to be with your dream guy or girl. Let's, you know. And the cons are what you just also said. It's fucking a lot of work. But simultaneously, yeah. if you are doing the work to be your best self yeah. already and you feel like you're in a really good, you know you, mm-hmm. you're what I call full of yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're full of yourself, it doesn't mean that you're a bitch. It means that you know you. Like yeah. You're fully yourself yeah Yeah. and then you can go and not be needy Mm -hmm. and not be whatever with somebody because you know you you know your expectations you know how to voice your needs and expectations you go and do that and if the other person cannot satisfy them then you leave Mm -hmm. and you're not sad about it because they didn't satisfy your fucking expectations yeah and you're not going to stand for anything less right and the thing with my clients i have clients all over the world they're from the ages of 24 to 73 um Men and women of of every, you know, they look different. They are different ethnicities, different backgrounds, different experiences. I have 40-year-old virgins. I have, you know, strippers. I have everyone. And they all want a relationship. Mm -hmm. And and some of them, they'll find one, you know, within a a month of working with me because they're in a really good place. They know the strategy. And then others, it will take years. Mm -hmm. And it's because... They either need to do the work, they're getting over a heartbreak, or some of them are too good at dating. Mm. So they're, they, the strategy, they get the strategy, and then they want to be perfect at the strategy. Mm. And they, like, ask the questions. <laughs> it's just, I have to You're shake like, them. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, people say to me, do you always follow your own rules? I don't. Because yeah. you sometimes just have to go with what go with the flow right with, the yeah, yeah 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 and that's sort of what my rule is. my main rule is mm-hmm. be authentic to yeah, you yeah and you know sometimes it takes a long time and sometimes the long game is really really fast mm-hmm. you know for me i i had a child i found out i was pregnant after my boyfriend and i broke up and i dated basically as soon as my son was born and then when my son turned two is when i met my husband but i had dated yeah. a while but i had some work to do i mm-hmm. needed to like be okay being a single mom which was yeah. never what i expected yeah, as yeah. a dating coach yeah. to have to be but every everyone has work to do and it's figuring out what your work is and then finding someone who's good for you and i think there's a there's so there's two definitions of long game too okay so like we're talking real long game yeah in pop culture, there's also the long game of uh, of having somebody that you believe is has like real potential, but you're not there at the same time, timing wise. So you're playing the long game with them, which is being present, being um, available to them. You yeah. know, always putting your best foot forward, making sure your intentions are clear, whatever, whatever, in hopes that 
you know that sync up or yeah you know or yeah. and it and it might be like it might be right away or it might be like that person's going through a breakup it might take months or it might be that person's moved away and they're yeah. living in a different country like i think sometimes i'm playing the long game with my <laughs> with with this guy in australia <laughs> you know it's yes and and that it still is the long game to eventually have that relationship yes, it is hard you, yeah. when you're in these different places I, I, personally i i was dating a guy when i was 29 28 and he was in his mid-20s, actually. And I thought, this is never going to be anything. His girlfriend was still, ex-girlfriend was still mm-hmm. living in his house. And oh my. When, <laughs> when we started dating, he was like, I am so not ready to mm-hmm. be in a relationship. But I felt like this could be something. And I stuck with it. And I still was very specific and strategic about my needs and clear and did not waver on them. Yeah. Didn't within, get into friend zone. Nope. And yeah. And within a few months he was ready to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and I moved into his house and we were together for three years Damn. we broke up for other reasons you were but... you were tight girl I'm like <laughs> I need to I need to legit take some I've been proposed to 10 times including my husband what so there is this it's it is a strategy that's the thing and the yeah. problem again is sometimes a strategy works too well if you are activating the strategy without opening your heart Mm -hmm. then you can force people to fall in love with you without you falling for them and that's That's the problem and that's what I struggled (laughs) with for a long time Um, but I have another client who's 54 she lives not she lives in one state and she started dating this guy who lives in another state and she activated the strategy but at a distance and he proposed within two months even at a distance wow I'm going to her wedding in September oh my gosh this is insane. Okay, I have to admit there is the wrong. Okay, I, I also want to put this out there because we're talking about the what we're and by talking the way, about. Long game. Her her fiance was going through a divorce. So again, long wow. game in that way. Not only were they in different states, he was also not in the right place. Yeah, and he needed to get in the right place, which mm-hmm. thankfully he got into really quickly. Mm-hmm. And they did sync up very quickly, as you said. Sometimes sync yes. up takes long, sometimes short. Yeah. So it's just you don't know. Yeah. But you always have to be true to you. So if you're playing the long game and you're waiting for them to sync up you Mm -hmm. also have to be honest with you of am I getting what I need yes and and how long is this long game Mm -hmm. going to take I have another client who the guy just was not in a good place and it was like six months of her being treated like shit yeah yeah. and him not showing up because he's busy or stressed or blah blah blah. yeah yeah and finally it was and she's feeling like shit every weekend and texting me my clients Mm -hmm. are allowed to text me so they text she was texting me absolutely nonstop all the time yeah and I said look let's like check in with you Mm -hmm. does this feel good how long can you last yeah. in this? Can yeah. you last for another year feeling yeah. like you're not a priority? And she couldn't. Yeah. And it had to end. And that I've, I've been in that position before. I talk about Bruce Lee on the show. He, he's not Bruce Lee, nor, nor is he Asian. But um, <laughs> he uh, owned a martial arts studio, so his nickname ah. is Bruce Lee. Okay. Um, his, his, like, we met, we were, like, instantly connected, but then his dad died a month into us dating of yeah. cancer, and uh. he literally went on, like, a spiral. He went yeah. from like a normal person to he took it the hardest I've ever seen anybody take the loss of a parent. He spiraled. And but as and so I tried. I tried to be there. I even showed up for the funeral. Like we were we had just dated like a month and weren't weren't even exclusive or anything. Yeah. But I was like, this meant something to him and I wanted to be there. Yeah. 
and I tried and I tried and I tried to be there, but the game playing, the like not being there, the like I'm here for you one second and disappearing the other second. The, and I understand it was him going through his own emotions. I don't think it was game playing though. I think yeah. it was it was real and emotional and going with the emotion. At but each it, yeah, moment, but it felt gamey. Yes, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it eventually just came to a point. That I was like, I can't do this. Like, yeah. and because like one, I still know you're seeing other people because you oh. are in a place that he's like, I can't commit to anything right now because oh. he's going through mental whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but now it's like, you know, it's you're not showing up for me. Right. And and it just came to a point that finally I was like, I can't and, do this and anymore. And even in that, it can be a, look, I really like you. Mm-hmm. I know you're going through so much. And maybe you need to date. And maybe you need mm-hmm. to go crazy for a year. Come back to me in a year. Yeah. If, if you're ready and if I'm still available, mm-hmm. then let's do that. Yeah. Because there still is that potential. Yeah. yeah. It's just that maybe right now, and this is why I believe in recycling your exes, is because sometimes yeah. you break up not because you were wrong for each other, but it was the wrong time for That's so guys. funny. We just did this episode on, on should you oh, get back together that. with your ex. So yeah. I just did another interview on another podcast yeah. about should you get back with your ex, and I was like, yes. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. we talked about if, yes. If it's like not toxic, but it was for, you know, there are good reasons yeah. some people are going through things, people are moving, people are whatever it is. But you always have to go back before you go forward. So if you get back with an ex, it's not just like, we're together now. Yay. Mm -hmm. It's all right. Well, now we have to fix the break that destroyed the relationship foundationally and move forward. Anyway. So I have to say, (laughs) we we also have to mention, guys, there is a wrong version of, again, this pop culture term, long gaming, which is... it's almost like it's like gaming somebody else right. where you're keeping them as an option. Yeah. Like, oh, well, if I turn um, 40 and I'm still single, yes. like, you'll still be there. Yeah. So, like, you're, I keep you there as, like, that It's having person. a bunch of people on the burner. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's not what we're talking about. No, We're not talking not. about, like, the, the, it, the ill-intentioned version of long gaming. No. Um, we're talking about, like, wanting to be in a real relationship. Yes. And, and potentially, and building yeah, building that yeah. with somebody. Yeah. Um, so how do how do people kind of uh, play the long game? So it starts with pre-qualifying. Well, mm-hmm. no, before that, it starts with you. It starts with, you know, we have all of these needs, this mm-hmm. list of needs. And this is not a list of wants. Wants mm-hmm. are superficial. Needs are deep. Needs mm-hmm. are, if these are not met, the relationship will not work. Mm-hmm. So communication makes me feel like a priority. Respect, admiration, um, loving uh, makes me feel safe, makes me feel seen as who I am. So all of these are real, actual needs. Then you have to turn it on yourself and say, do I make other people feel that way too? Mm. When I'm out with them, because I can't sit here and expect someone to satisfy my needs if I'm not satisfying their needs. Mm-hmm. So am I that person? If you are that person, then you need to, on your online dating profile or however it is, let's just look at online, yeah. your presentation of you needs to be very clear of who you are and what you're looking for. I like all of my clients to end their profile with looking for real yeah so it's it's putting that out there right Mm -hmm. immediately that this is something i want not not only am i looking for a real person who's not a catfish i'm looking Mm -hmm. for a real relationship so it has multi-meanings um and then showing up as you are not just like i'm fun and witty and blah no it's who are you what are you really proud of and then photos that that depict your life it's it's the visual biography of your life Mm -hmm. so if you have a kid have a photo of your kid if you don't want their face then have a hand coming across your body and this little hand on Mm -hmm. your chest or something um activities that you like to do then when you start communicating the the online dating strategy is very again specific and strategic you need to have four communications each of you very um 
honest, real conversations. So you're going to even probably get into, are you looking for something real in those communications on the app or online? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you're not going to start with like, hey, that's that does not count. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's I terrible. ask people if you fucking text me or so message me. So there are hey. certain ways that you start the conversation yeah. and then you're going to have long conversations. Mm-hmm. Then you move offline and onto the phone. This is a phone date. Mm. The phone date is a date. It's not just, hey, here's my number. Text yeah. me. No. And don't even just call me yeah. when you feel like it. Because what if I'm not physically and emotionally in the right place to have a conversation? Yeah. And then I'm not going to present my best self. My best self. What if I'm getting my nails done or, you know, taking care of my son or whatever? Yeah. Then how am I being how are am I presenting myself and how are you going to receive me? Maybe rushed, maybe I'm not focused on you. Well, yeah. that's not how you want to feel on a date. Yeah. So it needs to be specifically at a certain time. They're going to call you or you call them. You talk for an hour to two hours. Holy smoke. This that's is a, a lot. Real, cause it's a real conversation. It's not just like, I want to hear your voice. Cool. Let's go out. It's Jeez, we're on a date. A like we're really talking. Time. Then at the end of the call, you know, for sure. Do I want to go out with them or yes or no? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the call, and if you're uncomfortable saying I don't want to go out with you on the phone, then you can schedule a date and send a text after being like, yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I, mind or oh my whatever. God. I feel like a phone conversation <laughs> is so hard for me now. I'm like, <laughs> well, if you know the purpose, yeah, you know, if you are on purpose, you know the words to say and yeah. you know exactly what you're doing, then it's less scary. Yeah. Because you you are on your purpose. So you have the call. Yes. Then you set a date within a couple of days. You are not texting in between because that creates confusion, misunderstanding, insecurity, boredom. And then you go on a date and... And then, you know, that's yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. then on the date, you're having very specific strategic conversations. You're asking deep questions. You're talking about your exes. You're talking about points of shame, points of mid-course correction, mm-hmm. um, what inspires you, what you're looking for in a relationship. So it's it's, again strategic yeah 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 but you have to frame every single one of these stories mm-hmm. so that you're not just like vomiting all of your past on the table this is not should not be a therapy session you want to yeah. talk about it in what i call a U strategy it's the letter u so it's positivity drop into some vulnerability and back up into okay. positivity that's cr- i mean okay i have to i have to say okay so that seems awesome and intense for millennials it is so, because I will just tell you, half of that made me uncomfortable just listening to. <laughs> well, that's no, why you have only, to practice it. Though. Yeah, only like, but I'm I'm just can, can keep yeah. it like on it because you know we we have a like a younger millennial audience. So like, the online dating profile, like, do I want to put in that like you know these real qualities about me, or do I want to put in like the not the, the fun surface stuff, but well, like kinda. things that like are my interests, the, right? And, and not present myself like it's like how do you find that balance without being too intense? Because I think the millennial generation would probably get scared yeah. of that, yeah. and like a phone call. Okay, so I dated a like a guy who was like slightly older than me I just like before our first date he called me and so wasn't I an out of the blue call uh yes See, actually I hate, it was. I, I do not I hate yeah and I was like really weirded out hate yeah out of the blue calls pisses me off yeah <laughs> and it weirded me out yeah and then I was like okay and then when I when like we went on the date I didn't feel that way I did text him I was like hey look like on the phone he seemed like a really nice guy and like I thought we had a lot in common then I went there and I was like well I'm not actually I didn't feel attracted and so I let him know after. He then called me after Oy. to be like, <laughs> I really think this is something. And I was like, oh, my God. This See, is but the that's the problem. It's I've not. It's like 
phone calls for me. Again, it's like a date. Yeah. Like, it's not just, hey, show up at my place whenever you want because yeah. you want to talk to me. No, this is my time and my yeah, space. Like a, let's schedule it yes, or whatever. that's why it's scheduled. Yeah. No one's going to come and knock on my fucking yeah. door but you know, and though, I'm not ready. But you know, though, that, and, and maybe the, the simple answer for this is these aren't the right type of people you want to be with. But nowadays, like, guys everywhere, like, I think I'm a decent balance in that, like, I know I want a serious relationship, but I'll, like, I'll play cool about it. You know, I I don't ask, like, the most serious questions right off the top because I can sense it already. Like, I meet somebody, I already know where you are in your life. So I'm like, oh, you're not there, you're there, whatever. But, like, now I've been getting so many guys being like, why don't you just go with the flow? Mm. Like, let's just yeah. let's just hang out. Yeah. Like, but let's hang just out see where it goes. Dating. Hang out and see where it goes are not on the purpose of committed monogamous. Re- I don't want to fucking hang out. I want to go on yeah. a date, mm-hmm. and you're going to be paying for me yeah. to go on a date with you. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Hanging Though, out. Though, like, I still, th- I, we, we will say this, that I still think people should offer to reach. <laughs> Unless he asks totally you Totally disagree. Really? Totally disagree. Oh, man, Here's we've why. had so many of these. I know. Here's why. Because when you do the fake reach, honestly, if he but says yes. But I think it should yes, be a real reach. Hold on. If he says yes, are you like, cool, I'm going to pay for half. Yeah. I mean, I only do it if I know that. But then I, but if he does say that, here's my thing. If he has asked me out. Yes then I I do believe that he should pay because I wasn't planning on spending my time or money in this moment. Right. And generally, it's the guy who's going to ask out. Yes. Okay. So, but, and if he has, I'll still offer to pay. And okay. with the thing that, like, I will give half, but then I've, like, noted where he is in his life. Right. And that's the problem. Yeah. It's a red flag. If but then you, don't you see that, like, don't you see what their real intent, like, who that real person no, is? No, They're like, it's not about testing. That's yeah. manipulation. Mm. The problem is that men do and say things because they want to do and say things. Yeah. Women do and say things because we think we should. Mm. So when a woman fake reaches, he's thinking, well, and this is from 70% of my clients in this moment are men. Mm-hmm. So I get the real, like, what a yeah, man Yeah, thinks. What's their, yeah, what's their, And they think, um, are they manipulating me? Uh, Did they not like me? Mm. Is this actually not a date? Am I, like, totally insane? Are we just friends? Right, right, right. Maybe she wants to do business with me. Ah, um, that's true. Maybe she's a girl who is this so self-righteous and, like, never going to let me do anything. Maybe it's someone who I can totally take advantage of is going to be my sugar mama. That's what guys are actually Mm. thinking. So instead, check comes. You don't even look at it. You look him in the (laughs) eye. He puts the credit card down. The second that card goes down so that there's clarity because dating is about clarity. You look at him and say, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, and I'll pick it up next time because now we're all of a sudden friends. Yeah. So then I guess so, yeah. you can pay in so many different ways, and that does not mean by going and sucking his dick after. Yeah. You can pay by, Thank like, you. I do appreciate you saying that, because I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it it you know, doesn't. And you can actually, if you need to, you mm-hmm. can voice it, which is something that I always did when I was dating. I'd yeah. be like, thank you. You know, for me, a guy pays on the first date. It's just, yeah. it's, I'm, I, I like chivalry in yes. dating. I like the old school yeah. idea, because that, this is the only place that it still exists, mm. but I will pay in other ways i will get us tickets to concerts i mm-hmm. will pay for movies i yeah. will make you dinner which requires me to go and buy the food i will do a picnic for us yeah. i will if you come to my house i will order the takeout i'm gonna so it so ends up other that ways. once yeah. you're 
dating for a little while, the woman ends up that. spending yeah, yeah. a lot more money oh, because yeah. they're at your house and you're doing the takeout and yeah. the cooking and all the other shit. I agree with that. So we're going to keep this conversation okay. going. Um, coming up, we'll be talking about uh, when you should consider the long game, like when, like how to figure that out and um, mistakes people make um, when they're attempting this. Um, if you like, though, what you've heard so far, give us a five-star review on the app and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can hear all of our episodes as soon as they come out. There are 70-plus to catch up on. Yep, 70. Also, if you're sick and tired of your headphones sounding fine but looking terrible or vice versa, then get yourself a pair of Studio headphones. Go to studio.com and use the promo code KINDADATING for 15% off the new revolutionary Scandinavian headphones that match the quality of even the highest rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. That's S-U-D-I-O dot com and use the promo code KINDADATING. I have mine. Get yours. All right, we are here with Laurel House, uh, clearly a fucking badass uh, <laughs> dating and empowerment coach. I feel empowered. I'm like, oh, I'm going to change everything. Um, when, when do you know it's the right time to start playing the long game? Well, that's, that's, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just hits you. Yeah. It's like a guy will do one thing and you're like over it ready for something real yeah maybe your best friend just got engaged Mm -hmm. and you realize what the fuck have i been doing Mm -hmm. like i've been wasting so much time maybe you realize that you're in your mid-30s and you're not going to have an opportunity to have children Mm -hmm. possibly if you don't get your shit together um maybe you're younger than that and you've just always been ready to be in something that's Mm -hmm. real so it's just What I like my clients to do is just check in. Check in with yourself. It's constantly like, how am I feeling? What's going on? Does this feel good to me? What do I need? And you can start practicing it with, what do I want to eat? Like, so often we're out with people and they say, what do you want? I don't know. Do you want pizza? No. Do you want salad? I guess. I don't really feel like it, but okay. Well, what the fuck do you want? Or turn around like, no, I'm pretty good. You you Whatever you want. No, it's not whatever you want. Like, maybe you think it is because you're not thinking. Because you're not checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. So stop and, like, just think, what do I feel like? I feel yeah. like pizza. I want a hamburger. Hamburger. I want a hamburger. Yeah. And if they're, like, don't want hamburgers, okay, well, what can we do that's similar? So but, yeah. the point is that you have to check in mm-hmm. with yourself all the time. How am I feeling? What do I need? And if as you start getting used to doing that with yourself, you're going to become better at voicing your needs. Mm-hmm. And you're going to know, am I ready for something real? Does this feel good to me? You know, mm-hmm. how, how am I feeling? Do I feel good in a relationship where a guy doesn't really show up? Do I feel good waking up the next morning and being with some new guy again? Do I feel good on the weekends not having someone there? And maybe you do. Mm -hmm. And if you still do, yay. Like, that's totally fine. There's no judgment there either. It's just be true to you. But you can't be true to you if you don't know what you're feeling. Mm See for me, it's 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 exactly what you said. I was notorious for so I uh, was a relationship girl who became a hardcore commitment phobe for many years. Did the just casual shit. I was like just flexing, having my fun. Like I don't care yeah. about you. No attachment at all. Yeah. My friends would be like, "How do you?" And I'm like, "No, I already forgot there. Who are they? What?" I Did don't you care. date? You date like a guy? 
Like, that's how I call it dating, like, a guy. Like, would you have sex with people and not really, like... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... I've never... I didn't do, like, one-night stands, but I I would go on, like, dates, but, like, not give a shit. Like, I already put them in a category of I don't give a shit about you. I was like that, But you're hot and you're cute and, like, I'm having fun. Like, okay, let's go enjoy. Yeah. And then I put them on a Rolodex, so, like, they were those recurring people (laughs) that I just had no emotion and there was... But, like, we hung out. I even met their family. They knew and they were like, okay, we're good and bye. Yeah. And I kept doing that for a long time until Bruce Lee came along. And then after that, I was just like, okay. And he pushed me a lot into, Mm. because, like, almost out of revenge for him, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to go back and flex with people and almost, like, show him. Yeah. But then I realized he's not seeing anything. So what am I doing? But I started, like, doing that life. And then I just woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, sex isn't even fulfilling anymore. Yeah. Like, it just came to that yeah. where I was like, well, he was hot and. Yeah. Like, and. I and I literally felt number. nothing. Like, nothing yeah. the next day. I was like, okay, I'm going to go or bye. You, you can go now. Like, yeah. and if they hung around, I was oh like, my God. Are you get the around? fuck just out of go. my house. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's time to go. And then I, it hit me and I was like, oh, man, I think I'm done. Like, I was yeah. like, I'm finally done. I was yeah. like, I, I, I had enough notches if that's what you want to call it i wasn't about that but i was like i'm done and then i was like okay time to look for a relationship yeah and then i you know and then i I met somebody who was my ex that was a serious relationship and after that being in love with somebody after so many years i like haven't been able to go back and i tried i tried Mm. to go back after we ended i you know uh, i hooked up with one of my flexes again and i was like yep getting over this shit and I actually, as lame as it sounds, friends, I cried after mm. we had sex and I went in my car and I cried. Why? Because I was like, I don't want this, this anymore. anymore. I was yeah. like, who cares that I had sex? Like, yeah. great. And it felt shit. Like, right. it, not that it I felt shit. Come. It was fine. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was just not fulfilling. Yeah. It's only, the only right. word I can use. Yes. It's like. It actually feels different when you care about somebody. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. And then, and I remember, and like. And then the I real was, work begins. Yeah, and that's what started <laughs> happening. And then, like, I remember rolling out, like, we, we hung out, and it was 11 o'clock, and I was like, oh, I gotta go. And he was like, huh? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I just, I gotta have a super early morning. And he was just like, are you sure? I was like, uh-huh. And then I just, like, busted out, got my car bawling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay. Can't and do that's this. it. And then yeah. and now I've just been like I can't just date people. And then and now being back to like single life is like you get asked out, but I'm like I know you don't want the same thing I do. So like let's not even waste but how my do time. No, if you don't, because I mean there are some people you can tell like they are in a phase. Like one one person who really likes me right now is coming out of a divorce. He, you know, I mean I think they've been separated for like two years, but. They he's he's in an exploration phase of his own. Okay, and he really he says he likes me, but I'm like, yeah, but I think that's still not the right intention. I think okay. it's like he's still probably and he's his thing has been, let's just hang out and see where it goes. Why are you always trying to define things? I'm like, yeah, we're already not in the same place. Right, like I don't want to. Here's the thing that's difficult, and and I see this a lot with guys and sometimes with women as well. Mm-hmm. It's like that the let's see where it goes idea. They might say that, but they really are looking for real. I, I think everybody at the end of the day is looking for real. It, it's, 
even with my husband, when we were on our first date and I said, look, I know you have three kids and this, we had the conversation mm-hmm. on the phone first, but then I wanted to have in person again to really solidify it. And I have a kid and I want more kids. You know, would you be open to that? And he's like, well, you know, I'm, I don't know if I, if I found the right girl, then I would have another kid. And I was like, let's just um, assume that you married the right girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you get married again, assuming it's the right girl, will you have another kid? Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, when you put it that way, then yeah. So sometimes it's just re- I know it's framing, framing it. I know. Yeah. That that I that we've talked about, too, because I, I think sometimes, uh, you know, uh, women are trying to say, hey, I'm I, what I'm trying to say is I'm uh, I am open to a relationship being a serious thing. Right. But when a girl says on the first day, I'm looking for a relationship, the guy thinks you're saying you're looking for it with him right now. That's the problem. And he's like, I don't know you yet. That's about that. presentation. That's like, yeah. And that's what my guy yeah. friends tell me. They're like, it just came off like she wanted this now. And I yeah. don't know so her. So the way that you do it is if you say, so, you know, I, you know, you're on match. Are you in a place where you're looking mm-hmm. for something fun, or have you are you looking for something real? Yeah. And he might be like, "Well, I don't know." And then you have to be the example of your expectation. So you're yeah. going to model what you want mirrored back. So you're going to say, "You know, for me, I've I've dated a lot, and and I'm really at a place now where I'm ready to find mm-hmm. that that person who can be that real person, yeah. and I'm ready to put my put focus and and make someone a priority so yeah that's what I'm looking Mm -hmm. for I'm I'm really I'm looking for that person and and I want to have children so what about you so you're not doing it as I want to get married yeah do you yeah (laughs) yeah 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 I'm at a place I'm at a place softens it without couching it yeah 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 so the way that you do what I call power communication is it's six pieces direct focused assertive those are the hard ones. Mm-hmm. And sweet, authentic, vulnerable. Mm. So direct. You're saying what you want. Um, focused. You're focusing and boiling it down so there's no extra words. Mm-hmm. Assertive. You're asserting it, but you're not being aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then sweet. So there's a, a sweetness. <laughs> um, authentic. That's deep mm-hmm. and real. And vulnerable. So you're allowing for them to see you. Mm-hmm. Your heart's opening. The only way you're going to feel for someone is if you're vulnerable. Yeah. So you have to And use I think that's like a big things. thing that's missing nowadays in relationships oh my God. is like I find people want relationships but they wanted just to do activities with each other. Yes. And like I've you know, my one of my exes I had to say that to him. I was like he's like, I'm in love with you. I was like but you actually don't know anything real about me (laughs) even though it had been five and a half months and I was like but here's the thing I was watching and waiting to see when is he going to ask real questions about my life right I'm like will you love it when you hear the dark shit because there's a lot of dark so why were you testing him and waiting I wasn't testing at at the time I was like uh I tried to give it time to see like would it come out in time and then I brought it up to him it happened to be that the day I was going to bring it up to him, he brought up to me that he loved me. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I fucked that up. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, oh, hey, I want to tell you how I feel. But then I said, you start first. <laughs> and then unfortunately, it started with I'm the thing that's difficult about that is that you set 
those were the rules, right? Yeah. The standards of expectation were set. You yeah. set them on the first date. So if you on yeah. the first date don't have any deep conversation, you are setting the expectation yeah. and therefore the rules. Yeah. So now moving forward, your rule is to be slight and happy yeah. and do stuff. But like, and- I don't know though, because like me, I'm like a super deep person. Yeah. <laughs> so it becomes too much. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, like I have to, I've had to learn but to like. But that's why the you strategy is good. Yeah. So you only go down into mm-hmm. that depth for a short period of time. Yeah. And then you and then you pop back up. I'm curious to ask Aisha because Aisha, this seems like what I said earlier. It's it sounds like amazing and perfect. How how do you think the what do you think the problem would be for millennials with this? I think just being vulnerable. Like yeah, being, and being that direct. Yeah, and being direct. I think yeah. people are just afraid to straight up say what they yeah. want because they're afraid. To scare another person or to yeah. like reject it or just yeah. say no. Yeah. Because, like, now, though, it feels, to me, it's like I, I'm trying to imagine, like, 25-year-old millennials, like, having that conversation that, like, hey, I want something real in a time when it's, like, all Tinder and every guy is literally saying those words. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah. Let's just have some fun. Let's just hang out. And, like, I've gotten to that place where I don't, like, if a guy tells me hang out, I'm like, no. I'll say, if if, if a guy would say to me in the past, do you want to hang out? I'd be like, nope, but I'd like to go on a date. Yeah. Because that's just being clear. And, And the thing is of vulnerability and being afraid of, you know, it's... If people find out the truth about you, like they find out I've been married and divorced twice. My second divorce mm-hmm. was at 27. If people found that out, well, then what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, it's real. It's just real. Like yeah. that's what it is. That's exactly. And so if I don't share it, then, and this actually happened to me once on a date. So I would only tell people about my divorces if I liked them. Mm. Because if I don't like them, I don't need to fucking tell them anything. Like, why am I even going there? So there was this one guy who I didn't like. So I didn't tell him. And the next day, he called me and he's like, look, Laurel, like, I want you to know I really like you, but we have some mutual friends. And I was telling them about you. And they told me that you've been divorced twice. And that's really a red flag for me. Mm. And so I don't, you know, I can't continue to date you. And I was like, huh. Well, the fact that you found information out about me and decided to judge me for it is a red flag for me. Me, yeah. So I don't want to go out with you again. Yeah. And he's like, well, then then explain so that I don't judge you. And I was like, okay, I'll tell you why. And he's like, oh, well, now I understand. I want to go out with you again. And I was like, so no. Yeah, because now (laughs) you, yeah. If you don't, and and that's why communicating your past and your needs and everything is essential because they're going to find Mm -hmm. out. And if you don't give them the why behind it, it's not the what about anything. It is the why. And I I will say, like, I've had to learn to start telling people sooner than later because that I was in an abusive relationship and that, you know, one of my one of my exes, which was very serious, acted in some very strange ways. And so when I went out with one of my exes, we'll call studio exec, he mm. I literally like on our first date would ask him the weirdest questions. And he's like, why are you asking me these crazy things? And he didn't ask. He had actually didn't ask me that till like a month in when I finally told him he's like, uh that's why you were asking me right. and I was like yes and I realized like oh wait maybe that's like me projecting yeah. or whatever and I have to be upfront. I just like didn't want to lead with heavy yeah. that like oh these things had happened and so sometimes I have a few triggers which is like I want to know in advance are you blah 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 yeah. <laughs> you know and I've had to learn 
that like I have to be a little vulnerable earlier yeah. than later and waiting for them. Because in addition to them knowing, I want to yeah. know your shit. Yeah. And the only way I'm going to learn your shit yeah. is if I tell you mine. And we had a guest, Yogi Roth, on the show who actually said that to, to us, too. As a guy, he said, he's like, I, he goes, guys get turned on when they hear, like, the other person being vulnerable. Yes. And uh, I will be honest that, like, it's not my ammo in the beginning of some. It's not because I'm not trying to be vulnerable. It's that I'm worried the other person because here's the will thing, be turned off by is it. There, so there are there are six first impression types, mm-hmm. okay? Um, fun, which is mm-hmm. having a good time, but you're forgettable. Um, <laughs> friend, yeah. which, you know, you're there, but um, uh, let's see. Slow burn, mm. which is eventually maybe they're going to start to like you. Sticky, which means they're they want more. Like mm-hmm. immediately, you stick to them. There's something about you that that's that's mm-hmm. sticky for them. Um, absolute hard no, which you don't know what it is that you're doing wrong, mm-hmm. but you're a no. Let me see. Um, friend, fun. There's one more I'm missing. Um, but sticky. What makes someone sticky? And think about your friends and the people who you care about. Do you care? Oh, and perfect. Yeah, perfect is the perfect. third one. Perfect yeah. is I'm doing everything right. Like, I don't know. I couldn't possibly be doing anything wrong. Yeah. Perfect is makes is intimidating or um, makes everyone feel not good enough or mm. makes it feel like you're hiding something or superficial uh, that they can't compare or compete. What makes you love your friends is what you can adore about them. It mm. is their vulnerabilities. It is yeah. how real they are. It's not how fucking perfect they yeah. are. It's not how fun they are either. It's how real they are. The only way that someone can feel for you is if they make a choice to open their heart. Mm-hmm. You only open your heart by being vulnerable. Right. Like, if you're just having fun, your heart is never opening. So you're not going to feel, unless you feel chemistry, which shows itself in the brain in the same location as cocaine. It actually is a drug. It's very rare. And it, and it also goes away. So in, instead, you do want to force them to open their heart by telling vulnerability stories, which opens your heart. Because you're talking about something real. Your heart is now open. It's open to the possibility of feeling for them. Now they see you in an adorable, someone who Mm -hmm. they can adore, light. Now they are going to follow what you modeled and give a vulnerability story. Now their heart's open. Mm. Now you're both sitting there with open hearts because you both were vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And now you have the potential of feeling for each other. Which is also why looks don't necessarily matter. Chemistry certainly does not matter like yeah. that i didn't feel it on first date well no you didn't fucking feel it yeah because only infrequently does chemistry hit you yeah like the first date you need to date head first not heart first yeah date with your head and the, the, your top yeah, head. yeah you know really does this person make sense for me yeah, can yeah. they satisfy my needs and can they be a good partner for yeah, me yeah. so and that's where this whole strategy comes in mm-hmm. I've, i had a client who was 29 and she was the she was fun mm-hmm. and she always had a fun time but the guys after a little while didn't want her anymore she was disposable and as soon and she was like i am not gonna have vulnerability conversations laurel like that scares yeah. me i hate this idea and it took some time to practice and to like really shape her stories mm-hmm. where she could own it and have a here i am attitude which is just here i am like yeah. not here i am fuck you yeah like, here i am yeah that's it and as soon as she did that, she met her guy. Oh, I love it. I love it. 
Well, so you're clearly giving a very uh, strong case for the long <laughs> game, um, which I hope more people are into now. Um, we're not done, though. We're, we're done with this segment, but we're not done with you. Um, we have six questions, okay. which is our dating version of the Bernard Pivot questionnaire made famous on Inside the Actor's Studio. Yes. But these are our original six questions. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I feel like you know this shit. You know you. <laughs> um, what is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Um, so uh, as lame as it sounds, it is their energy. Mm. It is. It's not their smile or their face or their eyes. I can tell if someone is hurt, if someone is happy mm-hmm. in general, um, if someone's going to go there with depth mm-hmm. with me. And and that more than anything is is what I'll see. And then I, if I see that and I get a hint of it, then I have to dig in yeah. and really extract it. <laughs> what is your one deal breaker? Okay. Okay. So I have two. She's okay. like, I have like, All right. I, I'm no. like I have like eight. No, so, no, no. Yeah. They're, they're, I call them non-starters, and I allow three yeah. non-starters. But so my my deal breaker that's obvious is substance addiction, mm. because people are different people when they are on the substance. It is not the person oh, who you know. Yeah, yeah. data that. Yeah. yeah, me too. Okay, so that's like the surface one, but the real one is if you annoy me. Oh. <laughs> I get annoyed so easily that when I date, my mom will be like, but does he annoy Annoy you? you. And I'm like, no. Like, my husband, he can piss the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't annoy Mm -hmm. me I get that. Some people really annoy me later. Yeah. Um, What turns you on? Um... Okay, I'm going to say a lame one and a good one. The lame one is when a guy connects with my son. Mm, that's not lame like, at all. But, like, it's that's not, legit. like, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but when he he really puts effort in mm-hmm. playing with him or talking to him, like, he's an interesting kid. He's only three, but Aww. he is an interesting human age, being. Yeah. Um, and, and then the other is when I am uh, massaged in my low back. Yeah. Because the low back actually does when you get a deep massage there it actually increases blood circulation so you are physically turned on oh. because there's more blood going into your vagina i'm about to go get a massage later today so i don't know if my asian <laughs> massage therapist is not gonna no, um tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships um my strength is voicing my needs mm-hmm. <laughs> I <could see> that. <laughs> maybe to the detriment of something so not, i think it's a strength um my weakness is i'm a runner Mm. Um, I leave too fast. Got it. Because I've I've stayed in very abusive, toxic relationships mm-hmm. for too long, hoping, 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 and wasted months and years. And now I'm overly sensitive. Like one thing, and I'm like, "Fuck this! Not doing this!" And now because I have a kid, um, in, until I met my husband, I've I, I would just run like littlest thing I would protect I would become such a fucking mama bear and I I would protect him and I'd be out that door it happens yeah what is love Uh, so real love for me is the acronym for real which Mm -hmm. um, is R which is relaxing Mm -hmm. and easy and you can only relax and be easy when you feel safe Mm -hmm. like you know he's got me mm-hmm. and I'm good. So R. Um, e is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. You have a good mm-hmm. time. A is admiration. Mm-hmm. You admire each other. You respect each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you make each other want to be better people. And L is 
is the action of loving. So feeling loved, sexy, mm-hmm. um, feeling like a priority, the sweetness, the mm-hmm. adoration. Mm-hmm. So that for me is is love. I like that. Um, your last one, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? I've got you. Mm. I like it. That's mine. Um, <laughs> uh, Laurel House, thank you so much for being on the show. How thank can people you. find you on socials and what are you working on next? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Laurel House, um, on YouTube at Dating Laurel. And uh, I was recently on MTV's TRL working with uh, Gabby on teaching her how to be a man whisperer. So I actually want to start a podcast. That's what I'm working on next. Awesome. And I've been called the man whisperer for, by a bunch of magazines. And I was like, that's like a good it. fucking name. So. That is a good name. I like <laughs> so it. So that's what I'm real. That's really what I want to do. We'll see what happens. Well, come back on when you have it. I we'll will. do a little cross one. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank Follow you. us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Kind of Dating. Um, I'm also on uh, all of them, at Natasha Chandel on Facebook, Instagram, and Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you can take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd really appreciate it. Also, shout out to Starburns Industries for this awesome studio. Thank you for giving us a home. Um, Send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. The dawn of a new thrill has arrived. Yamava Resort and Casino at San Manuel. Southern California's number one casino now offers even more for you to discover. With an all-new stunning 17-story hotel topped by the rooftop Y Lounge featuring panoramic views and sweeping vistas. A luxury spa and posh pool oasis. Tempting culinary and cocktail experiences. And over 6,500 slots. The most on the West Coast. Awaken your sense of discovery. Yamava Resort and Casino at San Manuel.